I'm Rebecca Calajaris, Vice President of Marketing at Pragmatic Marketing. And today we have with us one of our very own instructors, Diane Pearson. Hello, Diane. Hey, Rebecca. How are you today? Outstanding. So, Diane, you joined us about a year ago. Um, I did. But prior to that, you've got 20 years of experience in vice president roles, general management roles. You've worked at $100 million revenue companies. You've worked at startups. You've started your own startup. You started your own consultancy. You've got a lot of different experience that you bring, which also means that you've worked with a lot of different type of people. That's that's very true. Yeah, I've um, I've been an individual contributor all, all the way up to an executive leader, uh, sales, marketing, product, operations, editorial, uh, technical teams, even. So I, I've I've seen a lot of different perspectives. I've got a lot of different perspectives and. The the other theme that I, I have in my career is that I have been a, a change leader. And so in addition to all of those different functional areas, I, I found that there are some common behaviors organization to organization that can help or challenge an organization in, in the middle of change. Change is hard. And there's some, you know, really obvious, there's the naysayers, the the underperformers, there's some obvious problems when it comes to change. But one of the things I, I find really interesting is you talk a lot about some of the, they're almost hidden challenges with people, right? People you wouldn't necessarily expect to be a problem who don't look at it on the surface. You call them high-performing saboteurs. That's right. The, the high-performing saboteur isn't the problem child of the organization. The high-performing saboteur is is the one who through excellent work and, and ongoing leadership has created a, an excellent reputation in the organization. And so this is a person who has legitimate credibility in the organization because of results. And so we've all got those folks in the organization and, and those high performers are usually the, the best asset any company has. Where this starts to get challenging is when the high performer turns into a saboteur of the new direction or the new product, the new configuration, whatever new direction the organization is going. And so the high performer, when, when those folks become saboteurs, it can cripple the future of the organization. I mean, it certainly erodes morale. It, the, the passive aggressive behavior that comes out of that loose coalition and that influence can cause what I call active gridlock. There's a lot of busyness around trying to move forward with the change, but nothing's really happening. And and that's what's so risky about a high-performing saboteur. The, this is the person who everybody respects, who has decided to throw a monkey wrench into something new the organization is doing. So how do you recognize them? What's the quickest way to see them, sort of that the wolf in sheep's clothing? Well, the first way to, to recognize them is that they're saying no to something and they don't have a reason. Um, these are these are frequently folks, you know, with this credibility they have in the organization. They've built relationships, but they've also they've got their facts about the organization. And in these particular cases, they're saying no, we don't know why, and they're not sharing why. Um, they're being public in their criticism. Maybe they're even talking to customers. Um, I came into one organization as I started to get my feet under me as a consultant in in a challenge they were having with um, making organizational change stick was. I actually heard from their customers, um, and, and we isolated this to two individuals, two leaders in the organization, 
who were sharing with customers their frustrations with what was going on in the organization. And it was causing some massive problems. Hmm. So, you know, these are these are folks who, who have gone beyond skepticism to actually non-backed up or, or without, without a reason, a stated reason, certainly, disparaging what's going on. They're doing it publicly. And they're also bringing either their direct reports or their alliances into this resistance. And so, you know, they have lunch with a buddy in a different functional area. And next thing you know, things have stalled over there. And then, you know, maybe they go out and have beer at the end of the day with another person and then things start to stall over there. They're they're actively pushing back. And that's how you know that it's not credible resistance. It's not straightforward resistance. Now you have a saboteur. Now this, this person is using that credibility in the organization to stop something the organization has made a decision to do. Well, that's very dangerous. Obviously, they hold a lot of clout. They were high performing, so they, they over a lot of functional areas. So, diffusing that um, in a way that keeps them from blocking what we want to do, but also protects, if we can at all, the the valuable asset that they've been for years. It's got to be really important, but not necessarily easy. Well, that's right. It's not because this is one of those situations where frequently, first of all, the, the person who is implementing the new initiative, the new product, the new organizational structure, the new direction is a new person, him or herself. And so that person has much less internal credibility than this person does. Mm. The things to think about, first of all, are, are let's figure out why. why. Why is this person not embracing this new idea? You know, these, again, these are not people who don't embrace anything. They're, they're not embracing this. So is it because they don't understand why? You know, have we have we asked the high performer to implement something and, and they don't know the backstory? Maybe they need to understand that backstory. And if this is a high performer, this is somebody who's that invested in the business, even if they don't have to know it. I mean, unless it's unless it's some massive market secret or, or legal reason why we can't tell them, let's share with them why we're doing this. They don't have to approve, but it always helps to have people understand. Then the next thing is maybe these people have a reason to be worried. Have have we asked for opinions? Have have the people who have the knowledge been heard? And and sometimes and, and that goes back to something, you know, this is a topic for another day, but the destructive disruptor. Hmm. You know, maybe we've come in and decided everything's going to change because this is the way we like to do things. And there might be a real reason why this high performer is saying no. So let's get that out of the way, too. Maybe she has a right to be worried. Let's let's not just sweep aside the criticism. Let's investigate it. Give it its due consideration. Again, that doesn't mean we're going to change. It just means Let's, let's make sure these people who know what they're talking about have been heard. Mm-hmm. Now, if those two things, we get those two things out of the way, then there might be some other challenges. So the first one is, let's face it, we need to make it clear to this person that, that sabotage activities aren't going to be overlooked, no matter how fabulous you are. However, if this is a salesperson who is at 125% of quota, are we going to let that person go? Is it going to come to that? Hmm. One of the ways to dis- diffuse that is to not let it get to that point. Let's not go head to head with the saboteur. Is there a way to go around the saboteur? Do we have to have the saboteur involved in this? Or can the saboteur lead other activities that this person is, is excellent at? If this is the only place in which the saboteur is behaving in this way, and we don't feel that there's a legitimate reason for it, pull them out of the process if you can. Let's let this person keep you know moving along at 125% of sales target or, or doing a great job with the with the roadmap on the existing product. Let them do their thing. So if we can get around them, just go around them. 
this doesn't have to be a head-to-head mm. winner and loser in this situation. That's a good point. That's what can be always tough, right? Building alongside, that's something I really advocate. Can that happen? Can you put a sales engineer in if it's a salesperson? Can you have uh, somebody who works on new initiatives or the initiatives to scale into new markets? Can that person work alongside? Uh, can you re-goal this individual? What, what can you do to do it alongside? Because if this goes head-to-head, we, we have to be ready to let this person go. And we have to be ready with the nuclear option, if you'll pardon the term. And, and do we really want to do that? I mean, I, I think that sometimes we can get caught up in the change and not realize that there's other ways to handle it. Yeah. Now, let's say, for example, there's there's another reality of the situation. You know, maybe this person is, is sabotaging because they have a reason to be worried. Maybe this person's job really is in danger. Maybe this is somebody who is going to have less power or less influence or less say or maybe even not be part of the company anymore because of this new innovation. Now, we have to face the facts as as the innovators here, as the disruptors. We just have to understand that nobody's going to get happy about that. No. And, and nor should they. If, if their approval rights have changed, if their budget rights have changed, if they're going to get laid off, we're not going to get this person on board. And, and we shouldn't put them in that position. We At this point, if we know that that's what's going to happen here, first of all, if those decision rights are going to change, we should be very clear about it in private first and then in public. And then we have to enforce it. This is one of those places where we're letting the team handle it themselves is, is the biggest self inflicted wound we inflict on ourselves in time of change. Mm. Just saying, you know what, everybody's involved here, everybody's part of the decision and not being clear if there's been a change, it's so avoidable. And, and we it's up to us to avoid that. So if that has to happen, be clear, keep the emotion at a minimum, enforce it and move on. If this person's going to lose their job, what are we expecting this person to do? Walk around saying, hey, everybody, this <laughs> is property. Is, you know, this is fabulous. Now, I, I'm losing my job over here. So just excuse me while I pack up all my awards. <laughs> No, it's just, you know, let's face it, that's, it's not happening. Mm, so, no. you know, people are human. Let's make that happen as quickly, as quietly, as respectfully as possible and move on because let's, let's not expect too much of a high performer who's, who's, whose power in the organization is changing or who may be out of a job. If we're moving ahead, let's make sure that we're making, you know, we're, we're making room for continued success in the areas where there are continued successes, successes to have. You know, if, if they can be successful doing what they're doing, if they're just not a change person, they're just, they're really good at this thing, but not that thing. And there's still room for that thing. Mm-hmm. Let them do that. Let's let's not get too worried about it. There'll be people who want to do the new thing. But if if these folks are providing toxic feedback, I mean, there there are signs that say, you know what, it's it's time to time to think about whether this person is is a high performer or a saboteur. And and maybe it's gotten to the point where this person used to be a high performer and is now crossed over the line into into full-on saboteur. And if this person is not providing specific and constructive comments. If this person is going public to customers and suppliers, if this person is withholding information or access to customers or contacts or data that is critical to move the initiative forward, or if this person continues to encourage key team members to stall a project, Mm. then we have to think about the reality of, is this person still a high performer or is this person a former high performer who has now become a saboteur and will take the organization 
population down in order to keep the status quo. And, and those are very, very hard decisions. But I think by the time you get to those, if you go through all the other what ifs, by the time you get there, the decision is easier yep. and, and more logical. And it's then it's the right decision for everyone. As a general rule, if you're to this point, I, I've had two of these in my career. You, you don't get to this point very often if you go through all the other um, options. But if you get to this point, the organization will come to you and say thank you because it's it's a toxic relationship for everybody at that point. It's it's there is no more high performance. It's only sabotage, and at that point, everybody's ready for it to stop. And I have to say that I've had this in my career before um, with someone, and they were also thankful at the end. Yes, not right away, right? <laughs> it wasn't a thank you note as they parted, but because that toxicity that is so much of a part of them in that environment is actually not native to these people, right? High performers, it is not native to them but they're in this it's like a quicksand and they're in this spot and they don't get out and it's not healthy for them it's not enjoyable for them and I see them go and they go other places and they're just they're almost a different person right yes they're 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 the high performers again and then they don't necessarily ever go back to that same route you know they don't necessarily fall into this trap repeatedly but it, it ends up being a really important break because these people high performers are happiest when they're being high performers that, that's exactly right that's that's a really good point Rebecca because you know the, these are the high performers these are people who want to just get along right. they're, they're invested so yeah, if, if it's just not going to work out, and, and sometimes it's just not, then then yeah, it's either another role in the same organization or or free them up to go someplace where they're going to be able to achieve again. Hopefully not for a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I have a question. We've talked a lot about how you recognize uh you know, high-performing saboteurs in your workplace. But what, can, what do people need to be aware of to watch their own behaviors that they might be falling into this trap? Oh, you know what? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, and I think it's a it's a question we should all ask ourselves. It, it goes back to those those ifs I had before. Um, I would say we should all be asking ourselves this too. Are we providing specific and constructive feedback? Are we bringing data to the table? or are we saying this sucks? Mm-hmm. Are we taking? our complaints public? Are we are we commiserating with customers and suppliers? Are we commiserating with people outside the company who we should not be, quote unquote, commiserating with? Um, can we look ourselves in the face and say we are not influencing people to stall projects? Are we are we not stalling them ourselves? The, the organization, unless we're the CEO, and even then, you know, unless it's our family business and, and, you know, the whole family works there and nobody else does, it's 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 not not ours to make this decision. We we should provide the input and move on. Sometimes we have to realize that as high performer as high performers, our responsibility is to provide that specific and constructive commentary and then stop. But asking those questions of ourselves all the time. I mean, those are the things we all should be looking for. If, if we're going public, if we're influencing other people to stall things, if it's becoming us versus them and we're leading the them without helping the us, mm-hmm. and then we've then we've got to start deciding what we want to do. And we may have talked about this before, but one of the things I always say is that, you know, when you, when I'm hired, I, one of the things I'm hired for is my, my reasons, right? My opinion, my reasoning, my thinking. So you're going to get that. You're always going to get it from me. Uh, If I'm passionate about it, 
and I think it really matters. You're you're probably going to get it twice. Uh, uh, <laughs> right. Right. But at some point, I don't have to agree. I just have to make it work. And and that's uh, can be hard. And it's not my favorite place to be. And and again, a well reasoned argument can often keep you out of there. But sometimes, look, either thing can work. And and it, and it is my role to make it work. And at some point, if if you can't be happy in that, then there's you know you have to also look internally and go, is there a decision I need to make that uh, for change? because I'm not being helpful, uh, healthy for the company or for myself. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I'm the same way. I mean, I certainly am enthusiastic about my kids. <laughs> no, I love to do things my own way. I think we all do. And I, and I think that, you know, it's, it's so great to work with a, a group that's high performing because they are so invested. They're so creative and excited and, and they bring the excitement to the organization. And that's what, you know, I know that's what you want to do. That's what I want to do. That's what a high performer wants to do. They, they want to be the star because they, they like that, that ability to have influence and to be helping take it, you know, take the organization in the direction they think is best. And, it, it is tough. It's it's really difficult when, when somebody says, you know what, this isn't the way we're going to do it. We're going to do it a different way. And if if in that organization, you've been given the opportunity to provide the input that you should be providing, and maybe even some of it you shouldn't, um, then it's time to decide. It's time to say, well, you know what, if, if this isn't the direction that I can support, then I have to leave. And I think when, when it comes down to that, we think about supporting a direction, you know, there, there are always ways to help guide a direction that will make it as successful as possible. And you can make a big impact on that. So, but it's a decision and it, it can be a tough one, sometimes really tough. All right. So this was super interesting. Talked a lot about high performing saboteurs, right? How to recognize them, why they occur. And maybe what behaviors of ours are causing those, right? Did we give them the context we need? Did we give them explanations? Do they have a point of view that we should listen to? Um, how to handle, which is, you know, kind of that, the giving the context. The one that uh, it's so obvious, Diane, but it's like, oh, that's right, the, that you could go around them. But that doesn't make them bad. We'll just go around them and we'll pick them up on the other side and they'll be great again. <laughs> right. It's Absolutely. so obvious. And yet I was like, oh, that's right. You could detour. You know, I, I again opinionated person right so you're like I'm gonna drive through but it's really not necessary I don't have to run them over yeah and so I think that's really great is there anything else any anything any other tips that you've learned in your career when you've run up against these guys or girls just that this is one of the most challenging management opportunities that we have it's extremely challenging because of the credibility, because of the, the dedication, and because the situation can get very tense very fast. And so I would just say, be honest with yourself, listen to them, and, and go forward with the most honest and logical path you can you can pursue. Diane, as always, it was delightful to have you on. Oh, so great to be here. Thank you very much. Um, look forward to talking to you again. Awesome. All right. So that does it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. And don't forget to join us next week when we tackle another great topic designed to help you elevate your product, your company, and your career. 